Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. This is a Locker Room production. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to the Broad Street Hockey Radio Locker Room Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. The Flyers lose to the Devils 6-4, snapping a 10-game losing streak for the New Jersey Devils. Uh, I mean, what is left to say about this team? Another, you can't even call it embarrassing game, because, like, how can you still be embarrassed at this point? Like, (laughs) you know, when you show up, like, yeah, you rip your pants in school, that's embarrassing. You do it four times in a two-day span, like... At a certain point, it's, it's it just is like it, what are you going to be more embarrassed? This team isn't even embarrassing anymore. They're just fucking comical. They're comically bad. I really thought that they were already eliminated mathematically, but apparently, I think the number's down to three points now. So uh, they still technically have a chance, but oh no, they don't. They are just. I mean, I. <laughs> The shit we saw tonight, like Phil Myers scores a goal. Good for him. His first of the season, uh, you know, finally figured out where the net was. Good to remember he knew where it was. Um, I, I just, like, the Provorov play with Elliott behind the net for the goal right after the Flyers tie it. Hilarious. Myers getting, you know, absolutely burned two different times, once for a goal. Hilarious. Like, some of this stuff is just, and on that Myers one, Elliott was like a mile out of the net. no angle whatsoever they just don't give a shit like it's cool that they're playing and they're kind of keeping themselves in games and they fight back and everything but if this game didn't feel absolutely meaningless to literally everybody watching it I I don't know what would it's there is no point to these games, and I will reiter- reiterate. Yeah, it's cool to see Claude Giroux climbing up the uh, you know Flyers franchise leaderboards. He'd be a lot further along if not for a couple of uh, you know some shortened seasons throughout his tenure. The 2013 lockout, last year's shortened season, this year's shortened season, and it's nice to see him move up the record board. At least he has that, even though he hasn't had team success throughout his tenure. But if that's the only reason Claude Giroux is dressing in these games, that's just silly. Like him and Sean Couturier are going to be here. They are part of this thing at least next year. And without them, Jesus Christ, like that's, that's a real rebuild. So I assume they're going to be re-signed. They already have tons of miles on them. Sean Couturier has the injury history. Why are they playing? 
why with 200,000 miles on them are we taking them on every trip to Wawa? Like, because that's what these games are. Meaningless, empty calorie trips to Wawa. You know, save them for when we really need them. And they're just, whatever. Uh, At least it's over. At least there's only a few games left. I think, what was this game? 49, so we have seven games left. Man, I cannot wait for these seven games to be over. All right, that's it. Let's get to the speaker requests. I'm going to get in and out of here tonight. So let's see who wants to talk. Let's lead it off with Warren Brody. Warren, you are live on the post game. Wow, another big game tonight. Uh, so <laughs> it, I was watching the other night, and uh, Drew made that you know great uh, comeback the other night. And you know we have no one behind him uh, to, to take his place in a couple years, and that's. They really need to work on that. I mean, people are talking about defense and shoot wingers. I mean, I think the most important thing is we're going to have to find a replacement for Claude Giroux. Yeah, the production of Giroux and also Couturier, who, again, assume he'll be re-signed. But, like, man, without those two guys, their contracts are up after next season. What does this team have? Like, we're trying to get out of the out of the – Jake contract. We now see that Kevin Hayes is nowhere near the consistent player he looked like last year. I I know we like some of the prospects still, but are any of them star caliber players like Claude Giroux once was and can still produce like at certain points? Like, no, I don't think anyone's predicting any of these guys can be anything close to Claude Giroux. I mean, I think that's their biggest need right now. I mean, I you know you need defense and you need you know players. They need a lot of players. But they, they, you know, and keeping Drew around is fine at a lesser price. But they really need to find someone who can run that power play and and do the things that Drew did eight years ago. And unless if they don't find that player, this is going to really be a train. It's a train wreck now. It's going to go. It's going to get worse. That's that's a great point, Warren. Like. We all say how badly they they wasted Claude Giroux's prime and how disappointing these last seven, eight years have been. Imagine now a time period where they don't even have that guy. Like, you know, like this is going to be this is going to be ugly. Appreciate it, Warren. Uh, let's see. Anyone else request to speak? All right. If anyone wants to get in, go ahead, request to speak. But I think that that brings up a great point about Claude Giroux and the idea of re-signing him. You know, he'll be eligible for an extension, I guess, on July 1st of uh, July 1st of this year. So you know, with one year left on his contract, what is the price point for G? He's talking a lot about how much he would like to play for one organization his entire career obviously moving up the uh moving up statistically in terms of points and assists and goals and everything he's doing uh with this franchise you know, i'm sure there's a point of pride there for him he wants to be first in everything or second in everything behind you know he probably won't catch up to bill barber with goals he's not going to catch uh bobby clark with points but being in those conversations he probably wants to stay but what is the price point with Giroux? Like, my idea always was Couturier and G's contracts expire at the same time. They switch cap hits, you know? We get we get Giroux at, like, four and a half, five. Obviously, Couturier, he'll probably be in around that over eight, maybe nine territory. Um, I'm totally cool with that because they're still very productive, very good players. Now, you start to – what kind of term do you give guys who are – 
you know, Giroux exiting his prime, Sean Couturier, probably not that far behind. I think he'll be an effective player for uh, for a few years. But, man, the price points for these guys, you have to wonder what they're willing to pay them, what those guys want. And, man, would that be money better spent every, anywhere or better spent somewhere else? It's conversations I don't want to have, but I think we're going to be having them a lot this offseason. Let's get back to the speaker requests. We have a few more. I said I want to get in and out here tonight, so let's bang through these, and uh, you know we can all go our separate ways. Hunter Moyer, Hunter, you're live on the post game. Yo, what's up, Bill? How's it going tonight? Um, I haven't watched the Flyers in probably about two weeks, so yeah, I couldn't complain. Uh, just just watching the score line. Uh, fuck Dogecoin, fuck Bitcoin. Why haven't I been betting on the over? I could be a fucking millionaire. It's it's really funny you say that because I was looking at it tonight and they just went through like a pretty low scoring period. But tonight was game 49 and they've hit seven goals in 30 of them. Like that's uh, that's not even for uh, that's not even accounting for the games that are set at like five and a half or you'd push on six, something like that. Like it, the highest line I've seen all year in any game is six and a half. The Flyers have done that in like two thirds of their games. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Bezos, move the fuck over, because here I come. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I just, I think, I think the team chemistry. I think there's just, ah, oh, we lack that. I mean, you look at the goal that I, I lie, I watched a little bit of it, but you look at the goal that happened behind our net, the fucking shit show. Hard oh my god, on ice. Like, I just think they lack chemistry. The only person I ever hear yelling is fucking Vino. That's it. That's the only person I ever hear yelling. I never hear the players communicating, and that's it, Bill. I appreciate you taking me. Thanks a lot, Hunter. Always appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it just uh, chemistry, um, communication. There are just so many little things wrong with this team that it, it's even hard for me to ne- still like. You know, I, I, I said all year. You know, they're not this bad. They're not this bad. There's just something, something to matter. Goddamn, like watching the game tonight, yes, they really are this bad. And we've all known that for some time. But when you look at it and just go, we shouldn't be this bad. No, maybe not, but truly we are. And I, I, I don't know how they're – I don't know how they've won any games this year. I, like, they're so freaking bad. All right, let's go back. Let's go to Josh Schuster. Josh, you're live. Hey, Bill. Uh, first, thanks for – Thanks for doing this as you've been uh, pretty faithful through all of this. So uh, I think the Flyers owe you whatever <laughs> amount of alcohol uh, you want, um, or, or we at least uh, owe you that. So um, good news, uh, bad news situation. Um, the, the bad news is uh, the Flyers suck. Uh, good news, they did not take it to extra time against the Devils. <laughs> So that's good news. But um, in in all seriousness, just um, one one question: What is one absolutely necessary thing Chuck Fletcher has to do uh, this off season? Oh, man, that's a tough one. I mean, they have to improve the defense, but like we know that, and it's like, okay, do they get a do they get a number one? That's hard to do, but they absolutely need to. Uh, upgrading the goalie position is an absolute need for me. Um, there's just 
listen, maybe Carter Hart bounces back next year. Maybe he at least becomes a respectable goaltender again. Uh, and it takes a little while for him to reach what you know we think his potential is. Whatever. They can't have a, a goalie tandem like this next year, like depending on – you know, a 23-year-old, what, what will Hart be next? 22, 23? Can't be depending on that and a 36-year-old who we're hoping, like, his groins don't blow out every time he takes the ice. They absolutely have to fix this and have some sort of consistency there so it doesn't kill everything else. Like, yes, the defense has been bad. Yes, the offense especially re- recently has been inconsistent. But when you have the worst five-on-five save percentage on record ever, you're not going to win regardless of what the other parts of your team look like. So are are you saying if they still are paying some of Briz's salary to just give him another go cuz it can't hurt at this point or <laughs> why the hell not? Like they <laughs> they need to try something. They absolutely need an upgraded net whether it's a guy who can play tandem with Hart, whether it's a guy who can take more starts if Hart gets off to a slow start, whatever it is, they need to upgrade the goalie position. Okay, cool. Thank you. You got it, Josh. Thanks a lot. Uh, let's go to Chris Casula. Chris, you are live on the post game. Hey, what's up, Bill? How's it going, buddy? Hey, what's up, Chris? Nothing much, man. Thanks for having me on, and yeah, thanks for hanging in there despite the last few weeks. I've got to feel utterly pointless to do this, but we appreciate you being here, man, giving us a place to vent. So thanks, I got to brother. take a little vacation for a few days there. I'm back. I'm recharged. I'm ready to go. But watching that game tonight, I was just like. Jesus Christ, this is still going on. Like halfway through the second period, I thought the game was over. No I was kidding, like, wait, man. no way is this still going on. I, the really depressing thing, though, is that when they scored a couple quick ones, when they tied, when they evened it at three, and I mean, honestly, I just they just sucked me back in. I'm just such a fucking fool that I fall for that. But anyway, that aside, I mean, you know, talking about G and kind of his future and kind of where we go from here, It's just hard for me to understand. I know G has been like pretty vocal about saying, you know, he wants to be like a one team guy. He wants to break franchise records. And and I, and I really respect that, but I I just can't wrap my head around why he wouldn't want to go chase a cup somewhere. Like why would he not take a, a nice little payday for a contender and go, you know, be on a second line or whatever, or plug in wherever, go be on the power play and go chase a cup. I mean, if any guy, as much as I love him, He's, in my opinion, one of the all-time great flyers. Just the way he continues to play, even in a season like this, I love him. But with that being said, I, man, I wouldn't begrudge him a little bit for him to go chase a cuff somewhere. I'd love to see it, honestly, at this point, and that's depressing. I wouldn't begrudge it, but also, like at this point, uh, I feel like we're in a bad marriage and I'm like, no, you must, as long as I'm here, so you two have to be here. Like, you're either going to win a cup with me or die unhappy. Oh, like, man, that's I how I it. feel about Like, I really feel that way about Claude And I love him. Like, one of my favorite hockey players of all time. Really respect the hell out of the dude. Uh, but, I, I, like, I have moved on from, like, feeling bad for him. Like, And I'm like, no, you're stuck here with me. I had to watch this shit. We're going to get through this together. <laughs> like, that's how, that's how I, I like feel about him at this that. point. Yeah, uh, you saw me. He, fuck it. He's a flyer for life. I love it. And then uh, the, the, the last thing that I want to say is I feel like this has been a weird season because I feel like we spent the first half of the year talking about, ah, man, we just need more one right-handed D or one top pair guy or top four guy away. Like, that's what we need. To all of a sudden, it's like, ah, you know what, man? We need somebody who can score goals consistently. Um, 
and then and then tonight, you know, you're talking about, you know, obviously Hart hasn't played the way we expected, and and Brian Elliott, he looks every every minute of 36 lately. There's no doubt about it, and he is what we thought he is. He's not a guy that's going to go out there. He can't start 50 percent of the games. He just can't. He's not he's not good enough, and he's not young enough. But it's just amazing that as the season has progressed on, it's like we went from we need one where one D away. Uh, you know, we need a couple of these prospects and kids to come out and score some goals. To now, it's like, well, where don't we need help? I mean, right? I mean, it doesn't no, feel kind of demoralizing. Oh, 100% because it just looks like – and listen, they, they've been in similar spots before. Like after the 22-win the season, you know, they had that huge off season, And it all – like you know, Paul Holmgren made it work. It, it came together. They needed to make a lot of moves, and they did make a lot of moves. But – my confidence level in Chuck Fletcher to have that kind of an offseason is low. And watching what they are this year, they need to have that kind of an offseason. Amen, brother. I agree 100%, man. And, hey, I appreciate your time. And, yeah, I guess we'll see you back next game. Uh, absolutely. Thanks a lot, Chris. All right. All right. Uh, doesn't look like we have uh, any other speaker requests. So, with that said, I, I think we have a lot to contemplate going into the next couple of games, and especially this off season. Uh, this show honestly helps me come up with a lot of uh, a lot of ideas and questions for Broad Street Hockey Radio. So when we record that this week, a lot of stuff that comes up on this show, like it always does, will come up on that show, and it's. It's such a shame that now we don't even talk about the games on post game. Like it's pointless. These games are pointless. It's now a, a a future conversation this off season and beyond. Like what this team is going to look like with Claude Giroux, you know, aging into uh, you know a less productive player with Sean Couturier. All right, now we have to pay him at the level you know that his role is a number one center sort of a sort of a contract coming his way. Uh, you know, as soon as July 1st of this year. So a lot to contemplate, but that is about all the time I have for you on the Broad Street Hockey Radio post-game show. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. There will still be some longer shows in the future. It's just like they lost 6-4 to four to the Devils on a Tuesday night, and they still have two more games against the Devils this week. So I think uh, I think that's enough for this evening. We'll get, to, uh, we'll get to the rest of the stuff as we move through these last seven games. But thank you for hanging with me tonight. And thank you for hanging with me all season, this absolutely dreadful, just uh, shit season uh, that we've been through. It'll be over soon, guys, but Broad Street Hockey Radio will be with you all through the offseason as well. Just remember to hit that subscribe button. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content delivered to you daily. So much content, I don't even feel like naming it at all because I want to wrap up. Let's go. Let's go here, Bill. Uh, So that's it. Uh, I'm done for the night. Until next time, have a great week, everybody. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 